The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey guys, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, back for another exciting adventure of the, uh, the Stuck at Home Show, the show in which, man, we're all, we're all stuck inside the house just trying the best that we can to get through another day, another day in paradise, as it were. It's, it's on the verge of raining here in good old sunny Santa Rosa, California, which is, which is nice, man. I love a rainy day. I love it. I just love the sound of the rain on the roof. I love the the rain on my body showering me, showering me with this cold water from the heavens. I think I think I've mentioned on a, on a few different episodes that we have a we have a garden in the backyard and we're we're growing like crazy. And I I recommend that you guys do the same. You never know how the uh, how the worm is going to turn, as it were. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I feel like it's best to try to become as self sufficient as possible. And and one way to do that is to uh like get your own food. With your own production. And we we collect rain in, in barrels. We have like a, you know, the rain goes down the spout into the barrel. We have four barrels set up around the house. And I'm hoping to fill all the barrels. It's supposed to rain today, tomorrow, and then theoretically the next day. So I'm hoping that we can fill all all the barrels. I like, I like the idea of growing my own food using water that I didn't have to pay for. Then it's like, these veggies are free, bro. These veggies are on the house. They are on the good Lord above. He's, uh, he's paying for them with his, with the rainwater. I got a, uh, I got a package here. It feels like I, I order stuff like crazy lately off eBay because I can't, I can't go out and enjoy the world, even though I, I didn't really enjoy it that much in the first place. But I can't, I can't go out there and get things for myself. So I gotta, I gotta get them on the online. Which is fine. Also, like, my expenses are down to zero right now. I'm just, like, in the house, doing whatever. I'm not out going to movies. I'm not going to the flea market. I'm not going to the dig. I'm not going to the Target to look for uh, the new G.I. Joes that are supposed to be coming out. I'm not doing any of those things. I'm inside the house for the time being. So, I got a lot of extra money to add to my uh, G.I. Joe collection. Let's open this one up. This is one I, I know who it is. I'm excited about this. This is one I've wanted for a long time, and I never... I never got around to pulling the trigger on. Let's, uh, let's see what we got inside of here. Oh, this is, uh, this is interesting. An unexpected item on the inside. Let's, uh, let's see. This is, I gotta open him up. He came inside of an envelope, which I don't appreciate. But at the same time, they threw in an accessory that I didn't know that they were gonna throw in. So, I, I gotta give him a thumbs up. Big shout out to my dude Dan in, uh, Michigan. Got a couple good uh, good listening pals out there in Michigan. Shout out to Esquilito. Shout out to Engineer Nerd. Hope that you guys are uh, hope you guys are doing well in the. Uh, I don't know what Michigan's uh, motto is. Let's uh, let's see. At any rate, this is a GI Joe known as Shipwreck. I have never, not never, in my life had Shipwreck. I when I was younger, I thought he was cool and I liked the way he looked, but I I didn't have him because I didn't have any sort of like any kind of, like, water near me. I didn't have any, like, G.I. Joe boats or anything, so I didn't feel like I needed a sailor on my missions. But, like, as we all know, Shipwreck is one of the main characters on the show and in the comics, so I felt like I needed him in my collection. But he's a... He's a pricey one, because he has, like... He has a lot of off-the-wall accessories. Like, he has a, uh... He has a rope... And a hook. I think they call it a boarding hook. I guess you would use it to, like, throw it to the side of a boat, and then you would use it to, uh, board it, I guess. And he also has, he has a parrot. And then most expensive of all, he has a small pistol. Any of, hold on, I'm looking for something here. Uh, any of the pistols 
from the 80s Joes. I'm facing the wrong way. I know that you guys can barely hear me, and I hope that, um, man, this is some professional radio. Isn't it, uh, every time I open one of these, I end up, like, dropping stuff. Where did it go? I wanna, this is becoming an old hat gimmick. It's becoming pretty hacky, me looking around for stuff. Here it is, I found it. So, he has a bird, a bird named Polly, and he has a boarding hook, and then he has a pistol, right? And, uh, one thing that I had going for me ahead of time is that I have Polly. He's, uh, she? Polly's a girl, I guess. She was in my big accessory pack. Remember I, I told you, like, at one point I bought, like, this giant lot of Joes at a, a garage sale? And over the years, like, I've been, like, uh, going through those, and one of the things, sorry... I got distracted and I lost, um, I lost my train. But what, what I'm getting at is I have, I have Polly. She was in the, uh, big G.I. Joe score. So that was, that was like a savings of 15 bucks. She goes for like 15, 20 bucks. The gun, the gun goes for like 27, 30 bucks. I, I have it on order. It was kind of hard to find. If you go on eBay, you'll discover like they're not as common as you would think. And I wasn't able to like locate a good replica, because I'm fine with a replica, but, um, I, I bought it, it's coming, it's coming from, like, Paraguay, Paraguay, which is, which is weird, I wonder why some, uh, somebody in Paraguay had a spare, uh, shipwreck gun, but at any rate, it's coming, it's not supposed to be here for months, but this, uh, this was a bit of a surprise, shipwreck came with his boarding hook, when I, when I purchased him on the online, on the eBay, it didn't, it didn't list that he has his, that accessory, so that's, that's pretty dope. I only paid $17 for him, which is which is a pretty good price. And then if you consider that, like, he has this hook. The hook is kind of cool. I'm playing with it right now. He has, he has, like, a small protrusion on the side of his pants that you can take and you can add, you can, like, wrap the hook around so that he can carry it, which is, which is pretty dope. I guess you could also use that to, like, uh, hang his gun off of because his gun has, like, a little, uh, little strap. But here we go. Shipwreck is dope, dude. He has a little, uh, sailor hat, little sailor bell bottoms. I, I like him. I always did sort of, like, need to add him to my collection. So it's nice, it's nice to finally have him. He's gonna go to Squad A. That is the squad that is commanded by, uh, Duke, Scarlet, and Snake Eyes. Let's, uh, let's see what my handy dandy... G.I. Joe Guide has to say about our dude, Shipwreck. Let's see. Shipwreck came out in 1985. On the Sunbow cartoon, Shipwreck's voice rapped like Jack Nicholson from The Last Detail, and his attitude added a great deal of comic relief. Prior to enlistment, Shipwreck, Hector Delgado, grew up in the shadow of the Navy, especially the sprawling San Diego Navy Yards. It says here on the card he goes for like 150, which I know is like not true. The price of Joe's is uh shooting for the roof. I I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty happy with uh good old shipwreck here. He's just a, he's just a fine looking action figure, to be honest. And when you add like the the parrot on his arm and his little rope and stuff, like he's he's pretty dope. I gotta I gotta say, I wish I would have got him earlier. He's one of the main characters, you know, on the cartoon, in the comics, just in just everything. He's definitely one of the top guys, along with, like, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and Duke and stuff. So, I'm stoked to have him. I think he's great. I'm pretty pleased. Is he one that you guys have already? Do you guys have, like, a shipwreck in your collection? Because I I did not up till now, and I am super happy that he is here with me. I'm playing with him right now. I'm kind of kind of vamping as I look at him. It's pretty neat how um Polly's uh, 
talons hook onto his to his wrist. In the, in the cartoons, Polly was almost like sentient. You know, she could like go around and just like talk and hang out and have like full on conversations with people. I don't think how that's how it is with real real parrots in real life. But I know not, man. Maybe they are. I've never I've never had a, a parrot. I've only had like minimal encounters with parrots in my life, to be honest. Which is which is fine. I think it's weird to have birds as pets. I think that the birds deserve to be free. But uh if you have one, don't take that as me talking out against you. Because whatever whatever you need to make it through the day. It's all good. All good in the hood. Let's move on to a Calgon plot. Acting cobra's really tough, you know. And cobra's up to something that lucky I do. all right this is me and we are back i was uh this is this is the dick the next uh day after i recorded that other stuff we've We've moved ahead in time. I all right. Check this out. I was um like I said, we we got this rain barrel set up out in the yard, right? And it was it was raining. It's still raining right now. I, I'm pretty sure you can hear it. It's raining pretty heavily. But uh, I I went out to check on uh, on the rain barrel situation, right? And the the downspout from the gutter had come loose, and the water wasn't even going in the bucket. And I was like, this is whack. So I, uh, I got a chair, like, like a pretty sturdy chair, and it's like a nice flat surface. It's not, like, dangerous. I didn't think it was dangerous. The rain was only, it was only, like, like a heavy drizzle at this point. I thought I could go up there and, uh, do it, right? So I get up on the chair, and I'm, I'm, like, grabbing the spout, and I push it in. I connect it, like, I push it together pretty well, and then all of a sudden... The chair just, like, fell into bits. It fell into bits. Like, it just, it disintegrated. And I fell to the ground, right? Like, thud. Right? I'm on the ground. I'm broken. I'm, I'm dying. Not really. I'm fine. I got really wet, and I, I got some scrapes. No big deal. But, uh, I was in the Calgon soaking away these, uh, these pains. I had, I had further pain. The other day, I, I tried to stay active. This is something we talk about. I, try, I tried to stay active. And one of the ways you can stay active is you just sort of, you add activity to your daily life. Right. One of the ways I do this is when, when I'm walking the dog, I will uh, I'll make up like survivor style challenges for myself. Like I'll be like, OK, you got to walk on this rock. And then this is, for example, and like jump to this rock and then jump to the other rock. And then from there, you have to land on that yellow stripe and like walk all the way across the stripe. I'll do stuff like this or like you got to climb up on this railing and like make it all the way across, like shimmy all the way across the railing, stuff like that. And I was. I was over in the, in the the field in the middle school, and I found like this big pipe, like this big pipe, like it would be like an underground plumbing pipe. Like it was it was pretty big, maybe like like a foot, a foot tall. And I'm like, I'm gonna walk across this pipe, and then once I walk across, I'm gonna jump to that uh, other pipe. So I'm, I'm going across the pipe, I'm walking on the pipe, and uh, it just it rotated like a log, like you're doing log rolling in the water. And I I didn't fall down. I made it off. Like I leapt. I leapt free. But in landing free, I twisted my ankle. It's like, 
you got to pay the price for having an active life. Like, these things are going to happen. It's no big deal. But, like, twisting your ankle sucks, dude. I remember as a kid, I would twist my ankle from time to time. And it wasn't, like, a big deal. It would hurt. But you'd be, like, back to go the next day. But nowadays, man, if you hurt your ankle, it's like you're... You're twisted up. You're crippled up for life. Like, the last time I did it, it hurt for, like, three months. It's awful. And then I went on the tweets, and I'm like, I fell down. And my homeboy Esqualito made fun of me. He said that I I would never make it as a skateboarder. And I said, that's fine. I wouldn't want to. I ride a bike. Riding a bike is cooler. But, uh, that was mean, and it hurt my feelings. It didn't really. But, uh, I was was in the Calgon, and I'm soaking away, and, like, I'm just, like, I'm broken. I feel broken, right? Because, like, I fell off this thing, and I fell off this thing the other day, and it's raining, which is, which is bad for my joints. I'm, like, 10,000 years old. And I'm just, like, I'm soaking away, but, um, I, I, I have actual factual Calgon, right? So it's, like... This is doing me good. We went to the uh, Big Lots the other week. We needed to uh, get some some stuff, and we were we were looking around there, and uh, I found actual factual box of Calgon in the soap aisle. So I I grabbed that, and it was a uh, kind of a nice treat. It's not like the full on Calgon bubbles though. It's like more of a uh, Calgon with like aloe and lavender scent for your skin. But I'm soaking in the bubbles and it feels good. They're they're surrounding me with their soft aloe goodness. And I'm I'm reading a Wizard magazine that I, I have a stack of Wizard um magazines that I use for like bathtub purposes. These are like old ones that I have like doubles and triples of ones like the covers have fallen off. And they have this article on the uh, Marvel Civil War. That I've read like 10,000 times. But it it reminded me how much I was into the Marvel Civil War when it came out. They they kind of made a movie, sort of. They did make a movie called Civil War. And it was like loosely based on the uh, on the comic. But man, the comic I thought was so good. The Mark Miller. Is it Miller or Millar? I think it's Miller. But sometimes I do say Millar. But the, the Mark Millar main series Civil War was just so great. I, I liked that... Uh, I liked how you could view one guy as a good guy, like you could view Captain America's team as the good guys, or you could also view um, Tony Stark's team as the good guys. For those that don't know, there's like an incident and a superhero team, the New Warriors, accidentally like blow up a school, right? So the government wants to put like regulations on superheroes. Like if you're going to be a superhero, you got to sign up, give up your secret identity, and then join like a government created super team. They were they had what they were going to call the Fifty States Initiative, and each state was going to get their own team, and you would be assigned to one of these teams, right? And like Tony Stark's is with it, and I can understand being with it because a lot of these guys running around are like incredibly dangerous, and at like the snap of a finger, they could like destroy the Earth. But then Captain America's like, well, this infringes upon my freedom to be like a dangerous individual, so he's he's off on one side. Tony Stark's on the other side. This was like this was so great to me and so interesting to me that I read the main title and then like as the other side titles, you know, they'll have the main title and then it crosses over into all these other things. When it crosses over into these other things, I would go to uh, the comic store and get the the crossover books. I read like the Fantastic Four one, like the Spider Man one because I was interested, like so deeply interested. And what all these characters were doing and how, like, the Civil War affected their life. It was a very, very, very effective crossover. It may be my favorite. The Civil War is great. I think the Secret War is great. The uh, the one with the Skrulls, the secret invasion that happened later, I thought that was great. Of course, Crisis on Infinite Earths is great. The, the DC alien invasion. Do you remember when that happened? Like, these aliens with, like, these big red dots 
on their head invaded the DC universe and all the all the heroes had to fight back. That was like so awesome too, man. There've been a lot of crossovers. There hasn't been like a a big series like crossover gimmick that's attracted me in a few years. I did like the Secret War that they did like a few years ago at Marvel where like the whole Marvel universe split to bits. And like Doctor Doom was the one who saved it and then he like reformed it and stuff. That was that was okay, but it was it was a bit confusing. Do you guys have a favorite uh comic book crossover event, the Infinity Gauntlet? There's so so many fun ones. If you do and you feel like it, hit me up on the tweets at IC Robots, let me know what your favorite is, or reach out on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Up next, the Pandemic Pantry. The Pandemic Pantry with your host, the Sausagitarian. Yo, Icy Robots, what's up? It's your girl, Sarah Burr, the Sausagitarian. I am here today with another Pandemic Pantry recipe for you. This one is a staple here. It is fried rice because we eat a lot of rice in my house. And it's what I made for lunch today. So here we go. You got your leftover rice. Leftover rice works best because you get fluffy, distinct grains. Um, otherwise, you might get kind of like mushy fried rice if you're using freshly cooked rice. And it's just ready to go. It's like instant food. So, boom, you got your leftover rice. Then you want to chop up some vegetables, so like an onion or some green onions. And today I had some carrots and some cabbage and some broccoli. And that's it. There's not a lot of food in the house right now. You can use leftover vegetables if you want. Um, chop those up, anything that's already cooked. Also, a little bit of meat. It's good to make them about the same size so they all cook at the same rate and you know get a nice fork full with an assortment of lots of different bits in there. But no matter what, you want to have those chopped up and ready to go before you start cooking anything else because we're doing stir-fry here. Those all come together really fast. you got to be cooking quick. You can't be chopping stuff in the middle of making it, right? So get everything ready to go, all of your vegetables. I like to beat some eggs and scramble those first in the pan, take them out of the pan so they no longer cook. And then I add my vegetables. I like a lot, a lot, a lot of them. Um, you can add as few or as many as you like and cook those until they start getting kind of soft and they reduce in volume a little bit. Then you add your rice, stir fry that up, add your eggs back, and I like to season it really generously with salt and pepper, a little soy sauce. Sometimes I go a little crazy. I'll add some curry powder to this stuff. Sometimes I go in a totally different flavor direction, and I will make burrito fried rice. I'll add salsa. I'll add pinto beans. If you have some chorizo, you can fry that up first. Sometimes if I hardly have anything, I make kimchi fried rice. It's just like rice and chopped up kimchi, but it's still pretty great. Like I said, if you've got those eggs, that's some good protein, super cheap. You got yourself a really great lunch. That's what I had today. You can even use, like, leftover quinoa. You don't have to stick to rice. Whatever. You can use frozen vegetables and close to the end of cooking. So this stuff will keep you going strong. Use up what you have left over in the fridge. I want you guys to be making food for yourselves and your families. Feel good. Feel great. Keep yourselves busy and keep your attitudes up. You're already listening to this show. You're halfway there. Thanks for listening. Hey, I see robots. Since we're all stuck at home and it's mad boring, why not record something? I mean, what else do you have to do? Yeah, that much is true. What else is there to do? Big shout out to the Sausagitarian. You can find her on the internet. Instagram is uh, at the Sausage. Uh, Terrian. You can find her at Sausagitarian.com. Her name is Sarah Burr. Google that. That is a B-I-R. You'll find out everything you'd ever want to know about her. Man, I, I appreciate that segment, dude. It's like such an important time to use what you have on hand to keep yourself going. Keep yourself, uh... 
keep yourself consuming the food that is necessary to consume. You know what I'm saying? I really, I really just lost my train of thought there. I stuck my hand in my pocket and I found some weird wrapper and I have no idea where it came from. And I absolutely lost my, my train of thought. What I was trying to say is that in this time of need, it's very important to use the things that you have on hand as opposed to going out and getting more. So I can definitely appreciate that a uh, vegetable fried rice from my gal, uh, the sausage, uh, Tarion, I, I don't know if you guys remember this story from a couple weeks ago. I was over at the school, walking around, and some dog jumped out of nowhere, and, like, I had to fend it off with my feet and my fist. It was, it was a battle to the death. And then the guy who, uh, had the dog kind of popped off to me when I said, Hey, man, not cool having such a vicious dog off the leash or whatever. Well... I was, I was over at the school again yesterday, just, like, walking over to the Pokestop. I do this, like, two or three times a day. There's nothing else to do. I head down the street, hook a right, cut through the school, walk to where Oak Park used to be and get to Pokestop, walk home. I do it a few times a day. It's great. A little bit of exercise, a little bit of motion. It's important to stay active. You don't want to sit for too long. Man, you get blood clots or whatever. But, uh, I, I, I was walking over there, and I'm going through the, uh, I guess you'd call it the quad. This is... This is the school I went to for 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, so it's interesting for me to go through there. This is, this is like the area they call the quad, the area I was walking through. It's near where, like, the snack bar is and the cafeteria and all this stuff. And I'm, like, I'm wearing earphones, and I'm walking through, and I kind of got my head down a little bit, and I look up, and there's a car coming at me in the quad. It's, like, in the quad, like, on the school grounds. And I look up, and, like, there's this car. So I, I move out of the way, and I'm like, what is going on here? I cannot believe there's, like, there's, like, an automobile in this area. Because you'd have to get out of your car, open a gate, drive through the gate, hook a turn, go around this other thing, and then go up a walkway that is not meant for cars to get your your car into this area, right? So I'm, I'm like... What is going on here? I think maybe it's, like, somebody who works at the school or something. Maybe, like, the janitor just, like, parking his car here or, or whatever. I can see how... I can see how that would be something somebody might do. But I, I look up into the car, like, into the windshield, and it's the guy with the dog from the other week. And he's looking right at me. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You gotta be kidding me. What a creep. What a jerk. Not only does, like, his dog chase me the other day, but this time he almost hits me with a car in, like, a pedestrian-only area. This was, like, pretty deep into the school. I'm not even kidding. This wasn't, like, right near the, the road or whatever. You had to, like, make some twists and turns to get your car in here. In all the years I went to the school, all the years I've walked through the school, walking to the Pokestop, I have never, not, never, ever, never, not, never seen a car in here. So I'm just like, what the heck? So I look up at this guy and make eye contact with him and he sees me and he's like, this is the guy who was yelling at me the other day. I can see in his face that he recognizes who I am. And I just like, I shake my hand, like my head, just like, you're an idiot, dude. Like there is something wrong with you. And he looks at me and he shoots me an angry look. Like he shoots me this look like, what's up, bro? I can do whatever I want with my car. So I just, I got to step in. My, my rule of thumb going forward is I'm trying not to engage with knuckleheads. Like when I see some knucklehead knuckling around, I'm just trying not to engage. It's not worth it. Every time I do it, even if I'm like 100,000, 10,000% in the right, I, I always feel like maybe I'm not in the right. Like maybe I shouldn't have raised my voice or maybe I shouldn't have engaged. I feel like anytime I lose my temper to even like a small degree, I feel like I failed. In a way. So so even though this guy's dog jumped on me, I do, in, in, in my mind, kind of fret 
a little bit that I, that I failed myself. So I'm trying not to engage in any way. So I just like, I walked away, but I'm just like, what an idiot, dude. What a jerk. This guy is like, I don't even know what his deal is. He's like, he's tall. He's super skinny, like a skeleton. Like he has like no, no, uh, anything except bones underneath his skin. And he has like this big, poofy, blonde afro and he's like german or something like some kind of uh, like european sort of dude and he has like this voice like what up bro why are you getting mad at me bro why are you getting mad at me bro can't you can't you handle having a dog jump on you bro what the heck and like i just can't stand this guy i cannot stand him so instead of like instead of like taking it to his grill i'm taking it to all your grills i'm taking it to the grills of the world but man i i just kind of like shook my head and walked away so i feel like i'm the better man in this regard, anytime like somebody does something that gets, gets gets your goat, but you don't let it like visibly get your goat, you're you're kind of the winner. I think it used to be like when I was younger, I would think like I have to engage, I gotta confront, and that makes me the winner by showing dominance. But now I feel like if you're the dude who doesn't even care and you just walk away, that's like far more showing dominance. And I I appreciate that. Like I can't even be bothered by you. I can't be bothered by you, bro. You don't bother me, bro. And I just kind of. I just kind of brushed him off. Anyway, it was, that was like such a weird encounter, but, um, I got the 10k egg when I was at the Pokestop. The Pokestop is for Pokemon Go, if I haven't said this already. I play Pokemon Go, my man Lamar the Revenger, Ferg, Mighty Matt D, my dude Sammy in Hong Kong, they all, they all play with me, and one of the things you do is you gotta go to these things called Pokestops, and what, what it is is like, I would say... It's an area where you can get more supplies. You go there and you spin this thing and it gives you like certain random supplies like Pokeballs or eggs that hatch into Pokemon. Just just like things like that. Random, random weird things. You gotta, you gotta do this at least once a day to, um, to get this bonus. So I, I, I did that and it, it turned out to be worthwhile because I got a 10k egg. The 10k egg is the best egg you can get. You hatch it by walking 10 kilometers and inside of it is sometimes a more uncommon Pokemon. And I got one of those. So uh, that was great. Hopefully I'll get something great out of it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get something lame. But sometimes you get something awesome. I I think that Pokemon Go has been, like, an improvement in my life. When I first started, it was fun. It was fine. But over the time, it's like, I have walked so much more uh, than I would have normally walked. And I like to walk, but I'll walk even more now. Just because I want to get these Pokestops. I want the records. It keeps track of how much you walk. Every week, and every week it's like I want to walk more than I did the week before. So it's like, just by counting your steps, just by tracking your things using Pokemon Go, it's been like, it's been a nice addition to my life. And like, plus, I play with the wife. We both walk around together. It's fun. We get to trade Pokemon. It's a good game, man. I, I know that when people came out with it at first, it was like getting bagged on. A little bit is being silly or whatever, but my gosh, dudes, it's fun. It's been part of my life so long now that I can't even... I can't even imagine going a day without going to the Pokestop. But anyway, man, I hope you guys, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope that you guys are doing safe. Make sure to wear a mask when you go out in public, dude. You don't want to get sick. You don't want to make anyone sick. I realize that to some people this is a controversial topic, but it just, it's just as easy to put one on your face as it is to complain about it. So just do it because we don't know how any of this is going to turn out. We know nothing. We know nothing. So it's better it's better to be on the side of safety than it is to be on the side of complaining about how you're being inconvenienced by what's going on. That's what I think. Anyway, I I don't want to get it. I don't want you to get it either. We all can make it through. It will be great. Anyway, this is me, Icy Robots. I'm signing off. I'd appreciate any kind of Patreon support 
that I could get from you guys. Patreon.com backslash Icy Robots. That's also support the report. .com. That's the easier way to get it. I got a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of shows on there. They're all fun. Every single one is fun. You can get those for as little as a dollar a month. And that dollar a month goes a long way toward keeping your dude Icy Robots as a happy camper. And the happier, the happier of a camper your homeboy is, the more fun shows you will get. Because I'll be having fun and I want to make fun shows for you. So until then, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now, but you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again, rains are back, stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.